pressure, Basel. The Dutton Army go crazy! Glorious goal! Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. I'm asked to give an opinion and I like to give an honest one. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of the first Premiership-less weekend of the winter break. Transfer rumours are in full flow though with both Celtic and Rangers said to be interested in Scott McKenna. Brendan Rodgers is looking to do business early but knows not to get ahead of himself after apparently missing out on Declan Rice earlier in his first spell. And the lower leagues take centre stage this weekend with Championship action tonight. You're in the company of Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. The Celtic fan. And must still be quivering after Brendan Rodgers revealed that uh, Declan Rice story a hundred million pound transfer from West Ham to the Arsenal and he might have been a Celtic player but it was a good story from Brendan Rodgers and it shows you what can happen during a transfer window a simple twist of fate you could have a potential 100 million player on your hands or he slipped through your fingers Kenny Miller, it's been quite the week It's been a, a lively old week I think we're now sort of in the reality of the winter break People are going to wake up tomorrow If you're a fan of the top flight Get yourself out to a lower league game Go and watch something else um, Because it's uh, very much the case that the winter break is upon us Which means transfers and planning for the future Or get down to Palmerston Park on Sunday and watch... Dobby's testimonial right. of the Scotland legends against the Queen of the South legends if that's something you're fancy but yeah if you're that desperate for football <laughs> you could indeed go there yeah but listen it's, uh, we are right in the in the midst of the transfer season again it's, it's kicking off now after a after the aftermath of the, the old fun game and the last the league games before the break, it's now looking forward to who needs what and if they're going to be able to get the right players in in January to make that big push to either win leagues, win trophies or stave off relegation. 01419511025, that is the number you need. So do get in touch and let us know what is on your mind, of course, it is up to you. I, I do feel personally that we've probably kicked to the backside out of handball offside gate for a few days if you want to keep going. I mean, we're here for you. Um, I'm just not sure if there's much more to be said. Maybe you want to shift focus onto a transfer rumour. I must admit, it's the bit about the winter break that I don't mind. We're starved of top flight football, but it's always nice to get a real bit of transfer talk going and look at what your team needs and what they don't. Um, and we've not really done that this week yet So if you want to do that Now would be the perfect time What does your team need? What do you want? Who do you want in? Who do you want out? 01419511025 If you want to get specific Apparently Scott McKenna is a target for both Celtic and Rangers So I'm appealing to you all Celtic fans, Rangers fans Would either of you want him? Would you both want him? Would neither of you want him? How do you, how would you see him fitting in? How does he compare to what you have? Is it an area of the team that needs strengthened? Whether it comes to anything, that's a great story because he's well known. He's been up here before. He's a Scotland international. He's been in the English Premier League 
And it so happens that according to reports, Celtic and Rangers both involved in the mix. So I don't mind that at all for a transfer starter. Of course, the usual names are still circling around, whether it be Lawrence Shankland or Boyan Majowski or anyone else. I know you Rangers fans were maybe, and hopefully I'm not being unfair, hopeful that Michael Beale would take Sam Lammers down to Sunderland. I don't know if that's going to happen. It certainly doesn't look like it. Um, but general transfer thoughts right now 01419511025 and of course you this weekend the chance for you and your colleagues in here to shine a light on the lower leagues and I'll be delighted to do so tomorrow but first of all I travelled down here by train with a man who told me that yes he was desperate for Lauren Shankland to sign for Rangers but if they couldn't get him he would take Kenny Miller from now oh. until the end of the season because he looks as if he could still score a goal or two quite there's a, a man that knows his stuff it's quite, it's, <laughs> there's quite a difference there no offence to our esteemed colleague um, I don't know if he would command the same multi-million pound transfer fee that we're talking for Lawrence Shank well, how much suit, would then. it be? Might suit. Yes, get, get him on the cheap how much would it be? there you go there's one for you how much would it be? Hearts fans you we want to keep a hold of him Celtic fans Rangers fans everybody's been mentioned it feels like um, so get all your transfer thoughts in been an interesting couple of days on that front even just on the old rumour mill I think specifically Scott McKenna's a really good debating point to kick us off because I've been fascinated by that one uh, on social media today because I see loads of Celtic fans and Rangers fans saying they would want him see loads saying they wouldn't want him and it's a great divide there he, So He would hold his own at Celtic Park or Ibrox that's for sure and if you look at Celtic and what's going on Rumours about Lagabielka possibly going out on loan in this window. Uh, Navrotsky has made a, a, a comeback to the side for the first time in months. Uh, but the Celtic see him as a long-term capture for them. That remains to be seen. Liam Scales still continues to prove to be an outstanding rediscovery for Celtic. He might have been back at Aberdeen by this time but he's in the Celtic team and more than mm. holding his own. So Scott McKenna would get a game at Celtic. That much is certain. And he would get a game at Rangers. It's always fascinating, Kenny. Nothing is certain. And if you say it, people will disagree. So let's see how we get on between now and 8 o'clock on 01419511025. Um, do you ever move in January? Yep. You moved, must have uh, man of many January clubs. to Turkey. Mm. Only time, I think, yeah. Only, Only one? Yep. How did the, and was that on the cards in the lead up to January? Uh, there's a few things a few things were on the cards at that time uh, that was my last year going at my last five six months of the contract when and it was the season the season before all things went pear shaped uh, and that Valentine's Day in February so uh, it was pretty made clear that I wasn't going to be getting the mm -hmm. contract at the end of that season so it was a choice at that moment stay off and finish the season like I'd started did a really really good first five six months of the season or look at the opportunities that were on the table so we looked at it and there was a few and it led me to go to Turkey in that January transfer there we go who after just playing Bursa actually in the Champions League that's right yeah yep. who, who will be on the move this January get your thoughts in maybe you're a fan of a lower league team and you stumble across this show or you listen to this show regularly and you think, oh, my team never gets a look in on there. I'm always just talking about the big boys. This could be the weekend where you shine. Come on here, educate us. Let us know what's happening in the lower leagues this weekend if you would prefer that. 01419511025. Like we said, the transfer rumour mill is very much in full flow and we mentioned that one name that is a great one to kick us off, Scott McKenna. Um, various outlets I think 
reporting that both Celtic and Rangers would be taking a look at the out of favour Nottingham Forest defender. You both know, you all know, I should say, his story started at Aberdeen, very high profile, down to Nottingham Forest in the Championship, um, up into the Premiership, played for Scotland a number of times. Um, what would your thoughts be, Kenny? I think he would fit either, to be honest. I think uh, at this moment in time, Clearly Celtic have had their issues at centre-back. I mean, signings in the summer, Navrotsky, Phillips, Lager-Bielka, it's, it's not happened for either of them. It's led to a, an old firm pairing of Welsh and, and Scales last week, two academy products. So it's clearly not been good recruitment for Celtic in that area of the pitch in the summer. Rangers, maybe you could say likewise, I suppose, when Ben Davies is signed in, in, uh, in John Suter, none of them have really kind of convinced Philippe Clement anyway that they're the guy, hence... 35-year-old Leon Balligan signed on a year contract in the summer. By the way, to a lot of opposition as well, has become the main partner for Conor Goldson. So I think longer term, for, for Rangers, it would be a good sign. He's 27-year-old, he's played at a really good level. I think when he was leaving Aberdeen, I'm surprised maybe neither was looking. Maybe they were. I know there was that mooted move to Aston Villa that maybe just he got priced out of, but yep. uh, he obviously found his way down to England before us and into the Premier League. So, real, listen, he's played against him a number of times. <clears throat> he's, he's pretty quick for a centre-back. He's very, very strong, aggressive. I think, like Hugh says, I think he would fit either. There we go. Hugh Keevens and Kenny Miller agree with each other. They both say Scott McKenna would be an asset for both Celtic and Rangers. Uh, I wonder how you feel about it specifically through the lens of your team though John is going to kick things off as a Celtic fan John would you fancy a move for Scott McKenna or not? No, happy new year guys anyway Same uh, to you No, uh, I don't think I actually listened to your commentary last week Kenny when Big uh, Narofsky came on and you were quite impressed I think this guy is quite a good player uh, obviously I've seen the best of him but I, don't, I didn't like Scott McKenna when he was with Aberdeen and I, I, just, I don't think he's better than what we've got as in Carter Vickers and Narovsky. Yeah, I do. So and I, I just I wouldn't I don't think I wouldn't take him. Just uh, and another point I was making to the guys was uh, Does he need to be got, better than those two, John though? I mean can you could he fit in the squad at all or I I don't think so. I don't think he's I I thought he was a good I know he's, he's not I know he's only maybe about twenty four, twenty five, but I don't think he's actually kicked on he was quite a good potential as a, as he was younger. I don't think he's kicked on. And they say he's not, if he's not good for Nottingham Forest, he's not good enough for Celtic. Well, if you examine Celtic's options, John, uh, like a Bielka, rumours that he may be going in the window on loan elsewhere. Navrotsky, how can anyone come to any proper conclusion about him? He played on August the 20th and wasn't seen again uh, until December the 30th. So why during those months couldn't he get a game for Celtic, John? I was injured, too, but no, not for that length of time he was. No, I know he's been a bit bad the last four weeks, but uh, as I said, I, I think what I seen last week, and I ain't even Kenny touched on it. He, he, he'd actually done well last week. They come on for well, so he did. Didn't really look out of place. He really did, and obviously get Carter Vickers. But it is, it is my personal opinion. And mm. uh, see, the other point, you and Kenny was uh, apparently there's a six million clause in uh, Bernardo. So, what do you think Celtic will do with it? Do you think they'll they'll take up the clause to buy it? Because I think O'Reilly had that he'll go at the end of the season. So, what, what do you think with that one, guys? I would have to say that I'm not aware of a £6 million price on his head. What I would say is that up until he played against Dundee on Boxing Day, no one would have noticed if he'd gone. But he played well against Dundee and scored. He played very well against Rangers and scored. 
He made two goals against St Mirren on Tuesday and he has begun to look like an item. But he's 21 years old and I'm not sure that Celtic would pay £6 million if, indeed, that is what they're required to pay. I just think, <clears throat> I think on both the Navrotsky and, and you're right, John, I think he came into a difficult game after very, very limited game time in, the, in that old firm game and he'd done pretty well. I mean, thinking back, a couple of really good strong tackles uh, defensively on Seema, particularly in the in the first half where it looked like Seema could have been bearing down on goal. Uh, I just think on both of them, it's too early to be making these kind of big statements and, and judgments on, for instance, he's going to be better in uh, signing Scott McKenna or Bernardo for six six million. Hughes, right? Just wait a and lot see. Of, absolutely. I think then you've got time to do that. I just don't think, I mean, six million is a lot of money for our clubs, even, even Celtic and Rangers. And to be jumping in off the back of two or three impressive performance, by the way, Brendan Rodgers sees him every day. So he'll know if mm. he's going to be worth that. But for us, for, or for me anyway, for these last three or four games, I think he's looked pretty good. Creative, he's scored, he's assisted, like you says. That's what you want to see for that type of player. Uh, we've just not seen it enough. Because she was right, had it not happened in that, you might have seen him disappearing yeah. in January as well. Um, John, sort of summary there was, he's not good enough for Nottingham Forest he's not he's not good enough for Celtic which on the face of that you kind of get the logic there um, but at the same time I wonder if is that always the way it works I mean he played 50 50 odd times for Nottingham Forest in the Championship when they obviously did enough to get promoted then first season English Premier League I think about 20-30 odd appearances injuries in there as well and now clearly out of favour Um is it always that simple? I suppose because no. right now, if there was if there was a defender, I don't know who's doing well in the championship. I mean, maybe someone like a Leicester or whatever is a bad example because they're a really big club. But if there was a defender doing well in the English Championship, you you wouldn't say it would be priced out of a move. By the way, Rangers yeah. Yeah. couldn't afford them. It's you, as simple as that. You wouldn't say, oh, you know, you wouldn't look down your nose at that. I I, I understand what John's saying because up here we've got our clubs, we've got our big clubs in range and Celtic, and they aspire to be these kind of superpowers and they should be winning and they should be going for the big players but by the way this is a Notts Forest team that go and pay £30 million for players so and they've signed and they've signed probably incredible amount two or something in the last couple of seasons and by the way signed big players for a lot of money and at centre back positions but like you say last year I think he actually made almost 30 appearances across but it was 20 Premier League appearances last season and he's just found again after another summary recruitment he's just found himself kind of behind maybe four or five guys so I don't think Scott, Scott McKenna knowing the game being an international player by the way is he the best possible sign they could get maybe not but he would definitely be able to come up here and, and com- at least compete. What I would say with your, your one going, he was no coming up here just to be part of a squad. That's what I would no, say. No. He's no leaving North mm-hmm. Forest to come up and sit on the bench and watch John Scales and... Uh, Liam Scales. And, sorry, Liam Scales and, and Stephen yeah. Wells play for Celtic, that's for sure. Or coming up to watch John Suter, Leon Balogun or Ben Davies yeah. play in front of him. So if he's coming up, he's going to be coming I mean, up to play. Hugh, he does have, he's actually 33 Scotland caps. And yeah. bear in mind, we're not bad these days. We're actually yeah. all right. And I do wonder, because of the left-sided nature of it, He's probably a victim of the fact that we've got Kieran Tierney. You had, had you had to put Kieran Tierney in somewhere, and if it wasn't for that, you know, I don't know, would there be would that cap total have increased even more? So it's, it's a pretty good CV. Yeah, I mean, Stevie Clark's a hard man to impress for a start. So every cap you get under Stevie Clark, you've earned it. He's been playing at a higher level for the last two or three seasons than he would be rejoining. Were he to come to Celtic or Rangers uh, So 
I, I would see no problem with it at either club. John on the line, perfectly entitled to hold his own personal opinion. That's what we're all delivering here, personal opinion. But I think he would cruise it here. Because mm. you know what? Because there's certain there's certain traits and 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 abilities will automatically translate. All his all his defensive stuff he's quick will translate. Absolutely. He? But by the way, when you watch him when he plays for Scotland, he's got. The ability, listen, he might not be the most easiest eye on, on, on the eye, but he can take it and he can pass it. He can step in. You know, he's, he's, I think he I think he would fit and I think what he can bring would translate to either representing Celtic or Rangers easily. Well, what do you think? That's more important, with no offence to Kenny and Hugh. 1419511025, both Celtic fans and Rangers fans. Would you take Scott McKenna? Would he get in your team? Is it an area you would go for? Let us know right now. We'll try and get you on next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West For 50 years Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here So 1419511025 Or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB We're talking transfers And in particular in the first part of the show Scott McKenna Both Celtic and Rangers Reportedly interested in his services To, to fans of both teams What do you think? Would you take him? Would you not? Uh, on Twitter some interesting ones Coming on Celtic follower Says McKenna may be a Celtic fan But he won't go to Celtic He needs game time and wouldn't get it there um, Penalties to Rangers Says McKenna is another James McCarthy signing I agree with the Celtic fan Not good enough for the old firm He's a journeyman Aberdeen Forrester The peak for him <laughs> pretty, Guy's an English Premier League It's not a bad peak being an English it's Premier decent. League huh? It's not bad but there we go It's a tough school this That's for sure at Clyde SSB It's also fascinating when they have the choice If he has the choice of Celtic and Rangers You go back to the Nacho Novo scenario Where if you sign the other lot say he's a dud anyway. I wouldn't touch him. Which we don't need to go back that far. I thought we'd done it with Fabio Silva, apparently, and Luis Palma before him. Yeah, well, but, we can but, we can do that at the best of times. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, um, John is on. So we had a, a John who was a Celtic fan that said, "Nope, not interested. Not for me." What about John, the Rangers fan? Hey, good evening, uh, Hugh, Kenny, and Gordon, and this will be the last day I see this. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey, John. Yeah. Uh, John, I think we're still. We're just about safe, but you're right. We're eventually yeah, we'll get to the cup. Sometimes <laughs> folk phone us in February and say it, and you just think it's a bit much. But anyway, right, uh, I'm just thinking about what Scott McKenna's. I don't think we need another centre half in there. We've got four centre halves here and now, and I feel there's other areas of the pitch that need strengthened. And I don't think we're bringing loads of players in January. And if he has only got a few months left in his contract, why not sign him on a like a pre-contract for the summer? Because that would make more sense to me and use the money to, I would say, another winger. Because Seymour will be away in uh, the African Nations. Uh, I feel he's played a lot of games this season, not had much arrest. Uh, young McCausland, he's come in, he's done really well, but he's still young in law. I feel another winger coming in, also another striker. The guys, the boys come in for Wolves, he's unknown yet. And I feel even with him coming in, that would just leave us uh, him and Dessers. I wouldn't be relying with for the rest of the season. You don't know when Daniel's coming back. And also, another left back. I feel Barris, there's rumours he may be moving in January. If he's not signing the contract, he's well trying to get someone in for him. And Neomaz, I know he's played well the last couple of games, but he's still need competition at left back. I don't know what the final feel. Look, I, I've no idea if Rangers need to choose. I, I, I don't know if it would, you know, 
you can only have Scott McKenna or you can have other positions, but I, I do get where John's coming from. Generally saying he doesn't think centre-back's a priority. It's like it, listening to myself, actually. John's just nailed every single point. That I would say I don't think centre-back. Centre no. Listen, I think the summer, absolutely. Right. And I think uh, if Barisic was to leave in January, then left-back becomes uh, probably a, an area that, that someone needs to be signed also. But if he doesn't, I also think that's something maybe for the summer. I just look at the, the top end of the pitch, and he's right, probably a winger to replace Seema, to also challenge John McCausland, because at the moment, he's, he's a first-choice player in that position. 20-year-old, just came into the team, needs to be pushed, can't be kind of taking his place for granted. Not that he is, or, or he will, but always having that competition helps. So, absolutely agree with John. I think everything he said makes sense. The defence, the left side of the defence in particular, would be, for me, an issue for the summer. So, the Rangers fans are preoccupied, though, with the Lauren Shanklin business. Do they want him? Are they prepared to push the boat out, financially speaking, to get him? Um, you know, the fans see the goal scorer who can make the difference between winning the league title and finishing yeah. second. And that's why somebody eventually is going to have to show their hand. Philippe Clement, does he want Shankland at Ibrooks? I mean, the Rangers fans need to know soon. I'm sure he's a name we'll move on to. Before we're, we're done with Scott McKenna, Kenny... How does he compare level-wise, ability-wise to what Rangers have for He's you? Better. King's better than them all. Yep. Yeah? Simple, simple as that. I think he does everything better. Well. He might, I'm trying to think, is there, Danilo maybe, I would maybe say Danilo will be faster. No, 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 no. Scott oh, McKenna oh, to Scott the centre-back. Oh, sorry. sorry. I was wondering Scott, right. Scott McKenna, well, I think uh, he's at a, for Rangers... He's at a far better stage his career, I would say, Leon Balogun. Leon Balogun was brought in as a backup. I mean, it's all credit to him that he's, he's, grabbed, well, yeah. he's grabbed that. And by the way, he's, he, and he deserves to be playing because he's a better option alongside Conor Goldson at this moment than John Souter and, and Ben Davies. Uh, Scott McKenna would probably come into definitely reckoning there. But then you see that even across itself, the three players were mentioned. One's already went back. Navrotsky's actually made his comeback. Lager, Bielka, I'm, I'm not convinced about him. So you've got... Liam Scales there, who's done great. So I agree with first John. If you're assigning someone, he needs to be better than Liam Scales. You know he does. And, he, and to spend money and again it'll be decent wages. I'd imagine. Imagine he gets Scott McKenna. They need to be significantly better. Is he? He's got more experience. He's, Hugh says he's, he's played at a higher level the last few years. Good, good international pedigree as well. So like I said I think he could fit both. Is he the perfect answer? Probably not, because you could be looking forever to find that pair for that. But someone who's going to be reliable, who's going to be turning up every week, who's not going to have the injury issues or the issues that some of the Celtic ones have had, uh, I think he, I say that I think he's a good fit. Mm. Final word to you, John. Uh, well, you're saying he has had injuries in the past. I don't know if he's over them. I mean, he had a really bad injury a couple of years ago. And I mean, signing him, Rangers of last couple of years seem to sign players and they've had bad injuries. So. I wouldn't say he's never been injured, but he, has, he did have a really, really bad injury at Aberdeen a couple of years ago, so is he over that? I don't know. And yeah, he has played at a higher level in the, the Premiership, but he's played at Nottingham Forest, which is the lower end of the Premiership uh, and the Championship for the last couple of seasons for that. So the, lower, the lower end of the Premiership, or the Premier League as they call it down there, the lower end of the Premier League down there is substantially higher a level than you'll get up here John it just depends though it, d it does right because sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't and everybody knows you know Shane Duffy came up here and it, it clearly didn't work but John you know you're absolute nailed on number one man there is you know it's Connor Goldson who you know couldn't couldn't quite break through at that level so should we be as 
his blanket statement about it? We think on a goal on, on after he had that heart surgery, so we were taking a chance that he would come. No, no, but I'm talking about like levels here. I, I know there's yeah. always circumstances, but I'm talking about a, levels. A lot of, of players have come up for England to Scotland, and it's not worked out for them. So I, I could I could blame them off. So just because you play in England doesn't mean you come up to Scotland and you walk it. I know that, but you you then wouldn't always hold it against them. You, you know, like we've said, no, no, if you look at if you look at the level, then. None of the guys here in both teams. So Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun, with all due respect to him, has been very good. Carter pr- pr- yeah, Carter Vickers, Liam Scales. None of them would be, or, or sorry, none of them were. Uh, you know, connect, bo- even bottom end English Premier League level, really in terms of playing regularly, were they? Well, Carter Vickers was everywhere. Uh, He's a bit, he was a bit younger, to be fair. Like yeah, I said, you can't always compare both. But. I, I just think that uh, John has been slightly dismissive of McKenna. Um, you know, injury, yeah, of course he recovered from it. He went to Nottingham Forest and he helped get them into the Premier League in England and he played in the Premier League. He doesn't suit Nuno Espirito Santo, but uh, you know he would stroll it. And there's, a big difference. and there's a big difference between Scott McKenna and every one of these guys I've mentioned. He's played up here in the league. Uh-huh. He's a Scottish player. He's a Scottish internationalist. He's actually been a, a really that good a performer for Aberdeen that Aston Villa tried to buy him for seven million. Notts Forest eventually signed him. You know, so there's a big difference between Scott McKenna and all these other players mm-hmm. who, by the way, who have been successful or the ones that have not been successful. This guy knows our league. He knows our game inside out. I, I says I'm not saying that Celtic Rangers should sign him. I'm saying if they did. He's going to come up And like Hugh says It's going to be a stroke for him I think the reason it's now sound, It sounds like we're Scott McKenna's agents But only because Every caller who's come on So far said no yeah. So then we kind of Give the counter argument I'd just be interested If it, maybe there isn't Anyone out there Who thinks it would be A good idea for Celtic Or Rangers But if you do uh, Nice to hear from you Now would be a good time On 0141 951 1025 um, But yeah I suppose to The kind of profile as well That that it's a, it's a good age for a centre back as well, isn't? It? Again, doesn't guarantee anything, but profile wise, it's, I, I just it probably wonder, works. I just wonder if the profile is not glamorous enough for the Celtic and Rangers fans. We want better than them. We usually play for Aberdeen. Uh, if and we've had that here, thinking. and we've had that over this last six months. Are we neglecting our own talent? You know, guys that are playing for Hearts or Aberdeens or Hibs, and we, again, we could run through a list of ones that have slipped through the net. You know, is, is it because it's just Scott McKenna, the Scottish center, who we know very well by him? We've seen him play hundreds of times up here for Aberdeen. Like I said, I'm not saying it would, would be a brilliant sign. I think it fits. It fits pretty easily. And I think signing Scott McKenna, for instance, is a safer signing than signing Lagerbielka, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously at this stage of the contract, you're not paying, it wouldn't be a fee of that size, I wouldn't have thought, but then the wage would Listen, it might be a loan be... deal to the summer and then you, you, you get them for free in the summer. Like, who knows? And it might be that Scott McKenna says, I'm not going to hear either of them. I'd rather go somewhere else, thank you. Maybe stay in England, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather stay in England, even go to the Championship again. I wonder if the, <clears throat> for, for just generally for him and everybody else, what what the Euros does to you. Sorry to keep doing it to you and remind you that for ages, Scotland players didn't need to think that way. But you know, when it gets to January and you know that you've got that round the summer, I think most people expect Scott McKenna to be in the Scotland squad anyway. But... Um, you know, if you didn't play at all between now and then, do you know what I mean? I wonder if it's an extra thought process that these players it are all going through. Be. It has to be. It has to be. And everybody's thoughts uh, that if you're not getting game time and you're not getting in the squad uh, for your club, it's just there will be people breaking out 
You know, there will be people who will catch the eye. Will Steve Clark take the plunge and maybe make a, a surprise call-up? Who knows? But there will be people who's playing. And if you're not, you're running the risk that you're not getting a seat on that Would plane. Would Steve Clark rather a Scott McKenna went to an English club? You know, because he, he, he does... Only if he plays, surely. Well... And I know it's got, Steve Clark doesn't hold it against you if you're... Kieran Tierney Scott McTominay but Scott McKenna would maybe be in a slightly different bracket to them wouldn't he I think you know McKenna would know in himself whether he was going to play regularly for whichever English club it was you know he, he knows the, the environment now well enough to be able to say yeah I'll get a regular game there um, I just wonder if Steve Clark quietly would rather he played for an English team for what reason yeah what would your reason be? For what reason would he want that? It feels that it's a higher level. Aye. Aye, well, again, depending on mm. where he's gone, because he's, again, Which English team, yeah. we've already talked, he's not getting a game for a team at the bottom of the Premier League, so he's going to go to the Championship if he's going to go anywhere. Is that is a higher level in general? Probably, yes. Is it a higher level than going to Rangers and having European exposure? Uh, by the way, fighting with demands and expectation on you to go and win leagues and, and cups. I, I, that's, that's, that's the counter to the level, is... If you're going to Celtic or Rangers, then you are now put your step in. By the way, wherever Scott McKenna's been at whatever level, he's no going to have had that put on him. The same level mm. of expectations and demands and standards for every single day. It's just this is the way it is. Chance for if it was either of them, chance for both to go and win things. If it's Rangers, it's European Europe. football after yep. Christmas. So and so, uh, interesting, right? Uh, like you don't have to be called John to get through in the phone lines. Right? Other names are available. And what's what, like, there are even it's more... the hat-trick. We've got the hat-trick. We've got the hat-trick. And there are more Johns phoning in the background. I can see it. But other names are available. This one's in Scotston. We're doing a, a sort of whistle-stop tour of Glasgow in the West. Scotston, John, what have you got? Hi, thanks, panel. Uh, calling in to say about the Lawrence Shankland situation. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that Celtic should sign him. Uh, I'm a Celtic fan and the reason well a few reasons I think we should sign him first of all to stop Rangers from signing him that's first uh, of all that's the most important thing <laughs> yep uh, he, he's better than anything they've got that to he me won't. sounds like the most important bit but anyway carry on he, he will improve their team he'll get them more goals uh, he'll get them more points simple as that he's not better than Kyogo he's not going to be a starter but I think he's probably a better backup option off the bench for us. He's a good player to come on and get goals for us. Um, when you look at the, the value for money you get for players in Scotland, if it costs us even three million quid and then his wage to go out and buy Shankland, that's a drop in the ocean compared to the Champions League money. Uh, if we risk that, that's that's a huge, huge dent to our plans. Uh, Rangers can afford them. They probably can't afford to go and buy a similar quality player from another league. So it's just good business. Are you, are you saying, John, that Shankland is the difference between Celtic winning the title and not? No, I think he's saying it's the difference between Rangers winning the title and not. But it comes to the same thing, really. I mean, I, I, No, it's not, because John's priority is that he can't help Rangers. But at the same time, John fears that Shankland wins the title for Rangers, but doesn't think he'd get a regular game at Celtic. Therefore, on that basis, John... Shankland doesn't go anywhere near Celtic. He's better than Odo, is John's point. Uh, but if he doesn't get, if he if he warms the bench in the same way that O does, then Lauren Shankland is not interested in that. He wants to go. He's at the peak of his career. He's never been a hotter item than he is now. Uh, 
And he's simply not going to go to a club Where he'll play second fiddle To Kyogo And sit beside who on the bench If he's good enough And he's scoring enough goals Who's to say that he won't play them both? He won't play them both, John No, not Brendan, not Brendan Rodgers' way Anyway, I, like, I do like Because we've done the, It takes me back to Is it Scott Allen? That's about the last one I can remember When folks are by him So that so that they yeah. can't. But that was that. This was the go-to manoeuvre for for back in the day. It uh-huh. was great. Yes, and one club gets linked, the next club gets linked, and it's it's uh, it's a tug of war of who can actually get the player. Can you see it? I, you know, I I I think he's a really really good player, Lauren Shant. I really do. A big fan. He probably fits better at this moment at Rangers because of their, of their striker issues. Like John says, Kyogo is listen. He's not been firing like he was in the first two games he's seen, but then look what he does. Pops up with a big goal in the big moment, and that's what he's done over uh, over his Celtic okay. Cup finals, all from games. Is 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 the man to be relied I'm on? I'm trying so. to imagine the conversation, Kenny, between Mark Lawwell and Brendan Rogers, where Mark Lawwell says, "Look, Brendan, we'll need to sign him in case they sign him." <laughs> it's, it's happened in the past. <laughs> yeah, of course. But listen, we, you don't need to play him, but we just need to sign him so they don't get. Him. What we could do is one of them could sign Scott McKenna so that the other one. Doesn't get him, and then the other club could sign Shankland so that the opposite side don't get him. That sort of balances itself out, no? <laughs> anyway. I think Shankland's. I think Shankland. But for me, it was the summer. I think have Rangers got another? I don't know. What, what, what do Hearts want? Three, four million? Where they've already maybe spent upwards of twelve million on three attacking players in the summer. Have they got another three? Listen, if it's a difference between one and a the league, then may, may, yeah. yeah, maybe they have. Well, I think clearly in the summer, right? If you hindsight's amazing, but you say right, there's your whatever it was, the, the few million, and you can spend it on Cyril Dessers or Lauren Shankland. What we know now is, is quite clearly where you, where you should have spent it, but whether yeah. that now means you can go and do that again... So that, that's the question. And you know what? Like, we are looking at hindsight, but this goes back to what we've just discussed. You've neglected someone who's scored 24 league goals in our league, who's now backed up with it being the top scorer in the league at this moment in time. You know, hindsight, yes... If, but even for then, me, at I, that moment. for me, it's, it's Lauren Shankland all day long. If you weigh up the deals, of what they would really cost, it costs less money, probably a, a little bit less than a transfer fee. And I would go say a fraction of the wages of what they'll, they'll be paying Cyril Dessers. You would have thought so. So I just think it makes better business. Well, whether it is Scott McKenna, Lauren Shankland, anyone else you want to discuss, it's the same number 0141951. 1025. Before we go any further, the Wales should get your calls and let me tell you about this. Today was our first Make Me a Winner call of 2024, and we've already had our first big giveaway. It was Oma Bolagi who picked up the phone within five rings, said the four magic words, and won 50 grand. What a way to kick off the new year. Oh, everybody's skint at this time of year, aren't they? You've overindulged at Christmas. You're looking ahead, you're staring at your four walls knowing you're stuck in in the winter and everybody could do with a bit of extra cash. There's plenty more where that came from. Let's keep the winners coming. You could be the winner of 52,000 on Monday when we make the next call, but obviously you do need to be in the draw. Text YES to 61025. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330 and calls are charged at a standard rate as well. It is over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition can be found online. If you get the call from us after 3pm on Monday the 8th, 
Answer within five rings Say make me a winner straight away Don't say anything else And the 52 grand would be yours To get in the draw text Yes to 61025 Glasgow in the West's league leader For 50 years Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 01419511025. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. So do get in touch. I know it's our first weekend of that winter break without any Premiership action to look forward to, but I don't think we will be short of talking points. The transfer window is very much open. It slams shut, Hugh. We all know that. Yeah, what does it? Yeah. What does it do? Does it swing open? Does it like? Creek gently open No it swings It swings open yeah. and slams shut You crash out of Europe You don't go gently right. Okay so let's see Where we are then on that Billy is on the line How's it going Billy? It's alright thank you Good well, That's not alright It's fine isn't it That's about all we can ask for What are you thinking yeah. tonight On what we've been discussing? It's first thing I'll say It's good to speak to you And you Billy and you and, um, I like to see happen You and my boy But it's alright Because you've been working my And never seen him Of course it is His name's Ray Ray been working hard has he? Aye, they weren't away. Nothing worse. Thanks. I would just like to say that I suppose I'll take I'd sign um, Scott McKenna and Longshank on in a heartbeat. Scott McKenna, it's self explanatory. He can win a header in the box anywhere. We don't have a player at Celtic that can win a header. And you, if you watch your football, you'll see that. So you know that Carter Vickers, as good as he has at football, he's not commanding. And Longshank and Totally different player for Kyogo, not as dynamic, but what a fantastic finisher the boy is. My problem with uh, Shankland is Hart's attitude to all of this. Because if you sell Lord Shankland, the chances are you'll get nothing like a replacement. There's certainly not one on the premises, uh, because the, the, the next top goal scorer after him, I think, is Alan Forrest with two. Uh, is it own goals? Is it, I think it's still, goals. still yeah, own goals. Is it still own goals? Is yeah, it? Bargas can't be far away now, surely. Well, <laughs> How can anybody be far away if it's two? But Hearts have to weigh up the fact that he's so important to them. He is the club captain and they must want to be in Europe next season and the chances are if they let Shanklin go, they won't achieve that aim. And that's why I think Rangers, I suspect will use their money elsewhere. And Celtic, if they can't guarantee him a game, why would they go there anyway? So I think he'll stay at heart. Um, what size of fee would it take? I've seen, uh, uh, these debates always amaze me because people are plucking figures out of any... And I'm going to ask you to do the same, incidentally. Yeah. But I've seen some really low ones. And as Hugh says, you, you have to take everything into context. Because of the way our European... Qualification works now Third place can be worth About six million pounds to you So that's important If your hearts You're not letting Lauren Shanklin go For a million and a half Are you? What, what, what no. would be the point? No but you're not It's as simple as that And I think He's backed up uh, Last season 28 goals All in 24 league goals He's all I mean, he'll, he'll get more than that This year I've no doubt As long as he stays fit He'll get more than that This year uh, You know So what, what would it take? Three. I, I, I think that with eighteen months left, I think that's a fair. I think that would be a fair price. Yeah, contract uh, length is important. You are worth what somebody will pay, mm -hmm. and also Hearts are in complete control of the situation. They've got them on contract. Everything you say is club captain. 
best footballer in his life. They can ask for whatever they want. But it, I, I think three would be a fair... A just fair in fair. case Kenneth Vargas' um, family are listening back home in Costa Rica, he does now have three. So yeah. he is the ah, second well. top scorer <laughs> at Hearts. In the maddest city in the world, um, if Rangers don't have any intention of going for Shankland, would Celtic get opposition from the fans who say, he's a Rangers fan? No, I, I do think some of oh, You've got a guy next to you that played for both, for goodness sake. I understand um, that. I've played very well for both, but this is the maddest city in the world now. You always get, you get a touch of it, Kenny, but yeah. we went back to Scott Allen earlier on. I think, you know, they're probably current examples and as it, well. And it ends the minute, as a, from a striker's perspective, the minute you, you start scoring goals, yeah. you know, and big goals at that as well. And Lauren Shanks proved that he is that guy, you know, he can only play in the games that he can play in. So the Edinburgh Derby, he's the man that decides it, comes on for Scotland, drags you back into the game, gets you an equaliser in the last last minute away in Georgia. European football, we scored at that. And domestically, he's just done it at every level that he's been. You know, I actually questioned him at the start of the last season because he hadn't scored to the same kind of levels in that first year when he came up with Dundee United. Well, he blew that out of the water last season. And by what I'd say is, and I've said this numerous times now, his game has so, came on so much over the last four. It's not just about his goals now. I'll tell you what's really impressive about his goals now. He actually plays off sometimes mm -hmm. at Vargas. Last year it was a Ginelli. And he's coming and get involved in the games and he's got a big responsibility now that he's wearing that armband. He's doing a lot more than what he was doing when he was in the championship with Dundee United. But by the way, scoring even more goals at a higher level. Such a It's, it's the, the style of goals as well. You look at your Scotland goal header, looking at some really good relatively long range left foot finishes he's not bothered about penalties anymore because he doesn't doesn't need them apparently um, terrific he's all types at, isn't he terrific header at Celtic Park uh, bullet it was absolute bullet yeah, his goal at Livingston very clever um, this is this is the moment in Lauren Shanklin's career he's at an age where it's now or never the, the big move whether it's in Scotland or elsewhere will not be there after this. He's got to go now. I was just going to say out there, will there be opposition for teams down in England, maybe in that championship? Mm. You know, I, I don't think he's going to go to the Premier League, but he could go to the championship. Absolutely. And, again, and there's it, teams there that, would, that, that, that could do with him. I think if it applies to Scott McKenna, absolutely has to apply to Lauren Shankland about the Euros. Yeah. And you know what, well, even more so for That's Lawrence because this is a guy who was out of the squad, yeah. who got called into the squad for, for the last set of internationals. So uh, it really does. And by the way, he could play every game for Hearts and smash 30 goals and still not be on the plane, by the way, because I think his place is in the balance. I mean, that would be crazy if he, if he wasn't on the plane and, and he does go on to mm -hmm. kind of complete that type of 30-goal season or, or close to it. But uh, yeah, listen, I, I, I really, you know what it is as well? It's his calmness about his, his calmness in that Edinburgh Derby. His goal on, uh, against Livingston, but he just, he takes that breath. You know, he's mm -hmm. got that coolness about his finishing and, he, and he's ruthless. Um, Billy kicked us off. He's the first caller, I think, we've had saying, yeah, I would sign Scott McKenna. He says he's, you know, he's commanding, he's more commanding than anything Celtic have, according to Billy. Have you, you, you have played against yep. him. Um, is that fair? Is it? How commanding are we talking? Very is he very physical? Yeah, I mean you just got to look at him. Yeah, you know, look at him. His uh, shoulders are so he's a big old boy, <laughs> got a big old head as well. You know, so when he's putting that in there and he's, he's aggressive with it. I mean, you just go back even look at the battles that he had with Morelos over his time when he was at Aberdeen. You know, Morelos a really physical player as well. But 
I say he's, I think it's a good fit, and, and Billy makes a good point about about how aggressive and commanding he is in the box. Something I think every time an old firm game rolls around, I know it's probably the same for any other games, but more so in the old firm. Oh, look at the Rangers, their, their height for set mm. plays and things that's going to cause problems. Well, McKenna definitely helps yeah. with that. Uh, thank you, Billy, who says it's quiet during the winter break. It is that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. Uh, I'm afraid you've got big shoes to fill from last night. Marshall from Vermont phoned in. He wasn't even an expat. He's never lived here. He just came to Scotland once, stumbled across this show, and has been a fan. He heard the Friday night show ever since. It was incredible last night's Beat the Pundit. I loved it. But let's see what we can do tonight. If you want to end the week on a high by beating Hugh Evans or Kenny Miller, 01419511025, and the lines close at 7. First for football. For 50 years, this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans, 01419511025, or Twitter to get in touch with the show tonight. It's one of those perfect winter break transfer speculation nights. There's a great tale brewing uh, in that Celtic and Rangers both reportedly interested in Scott McKenna so wondering to sets of both fans would you take him is that one you would like to look at we've had some good calls on that Lauren Shanklin's name has come up quite a few times and it won't be the last we talk about him during this January transfer window so again share your thoughts there got a great tale from Brendan Rodgers to bring you uh, about a player he missed out on last time he was at Celtic one that he thought he had over the line it fell apart at the last minute and it's taught him to not count your chickens, so to speak. A very well-known name at that, so we'll do that. And what about you fans of lower league teams? I said it at the top of the show. I know the way this works. I'm very aware of it, and I know that the top flight, and in particular the top end of the top flight, get most of the airtime. So if you think there's a tale out there that we should be shining the light on more this weekend, please do get in touch. Let us know what we're missing, what we should be looking at in the lower leagues this weekend. Because we're on, we're on right through. I know they're that easy option. We could have just given Hugh Keevans the afternoon off on a Saturday. We wouldn't dream of it. We actually like this time of year when we do get the chance uh, to look at some of the stories. 01419511025 on any of that or anything else you want to change the topic, we are here from you. I like this one on Twitter. Because I like the notion that this is MC just getting round to it after all these years. He says, Gordon, can you thank Kenny for that winner in the 2010 Cup final? I had a draw... I had a draw half-time, Arsenal full-time, doubled with draw half-time, Rangers full-time. Kenny to score in the first half. Thought it was gone when Tomo and Danny Wilson were sent off. Decent odds on that. For the sound in the second it. half, hopefully. It was, that's the best. Well, you <laughs> must have been. Did you score in the second yeah, half? Right. I don't know if it. Presumably, MC's yeah. already collected his winnings. Yeah, well, listen, so he's maybe just and they're not going to chase it. him up either. Thirteen years later, so he owes you a slice of that. By the Definitely. sounds of it, yeah, um, big goal as well. Big I'm trying goal. to go through it all. I mean, I'm not much of a gambler, but that sounds like a decent bet. Absolutely, that. please gamble yeah. responsibly. And all that. right, let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. Second time this week, producer Chris has had to sneak in and give me the questions at the last minute. They're not taking their printing responsibilities seriously as I throw them under the bus because I clearly didn't check that I had the questions before we started. He's quite good at it though. Have you noticed how he gets... Oh, he's like, I, I literally just put my hand out of shot and then I come back with the questions and you don't even see him. 
He doesn't Sneaky. dress up for the show. Sneaky. It's for the best that he stays out. But anyway, right. Uh, 01419511025 is the number you need for the calls. But right now, let's play Beat the Pundit with Scott from Law. How's it going, Scott? How's it? How you doing? Uh, not bad at all. Not bad. You ever played before? I uh, played Andy Halliday. And? I beat the by one. Whoa. Ooh. Uh, so, like a high scoring one? Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, it was quite close. I think it was 6-5. He beat me off 5-4. Mm, right, Kenny gets you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would you rather play? Who would you, if you had the choice? Uh, probably Kenny Miller. Uh, probably Kenny Miller, he says. Right, well, I'll tell you what. We will toss the coin and we'll see who you're going to be up against. So heads, it's Hugh. And tails, it will be Kenny. And it is. It's Kenny, I'm afraid. So Kenny going to take on... Where is Law? Oh, that's beyond me. That's Lanarkshire, South Lanarkshire. From Vermont to Law. Ah, no difference. Yeah, no difference. Just get up, you know, through Wishaw up that way. Not law. Never heard of Law Hospital. I have, yeah, but uh, I, I was absolutely taken by Marshall from Vermont last night. I think he's the Wonderful. nation's sweetheart. Yeah, we're all rooting for him, weren't we? Yeah, and Mark Wilson had to go and Spoiler. ruin it on the tiebreaker. Um, but there we are. Right. Okay. Uh, we'll give Hugh some greatest hits radio. And Kenny. Oh, it's Kenny, actually. I forgot. Anyway, give Kenny some greatest hits radio to listen to. Uh, right, Scott, you've got 30 seconds. Just answer as many questions as you can. Uh, and if you want to pass and move on, that's absolutely fine, okay? No worries. Right, your 30 seconds starts now. How often does the Asia Cup take place? Once a year. Who do Rangers face at Ibrox in a friendly this month? Copenhagen. Who's currently top of the Scottish Championship? Dundee United. Uh, name any of the players that's got seven league goals for Celtic this season. Mal O'Reilly. Scott McKenna is currently at which English club? Nottingham Forest. Which Scotland international scored a hat trick for Wrexham this week? Stephen Fletcher. Who's got more goals for Celtic, Henrik Larson or Kenny Dalglish? Henrik Larson. Okay, let's bring Kenny back. Kenny, can you hear us? Same set of questions to Kenny And your time starts now How often does the Asia Cup take place? Every two years uh, Which team do Rangers face at Ibrox in a friendly this month? Copenhagen Who's top of the Scottish Championship? Wraith Name any of the players that have got seven league goals for Celtic this season Pass Scott McKenna is currently at which English club? Notts Forest Which Scotland international scored a hat-trick for Wrexham this week? Stephen Fletcher Who's got more Celtic goals? Henrik Larson or Kenny Dalglish? Henrik Larsson Name either European country Who's won the World Cup Men's World Cup Four times France Okay Have you done enough Scott in law? I know he got one question More than me so mm, The Asia Cup takes place Every four years None of you got it Rangers face Copenhagen Both got it So we're one all There Wraith top the championship As you will hear all about Tomorrow on Clyde One Super Scoreboard I'm sure uh, So 2-1 to Kenny um, we were looking for the players that have got like exactly seven, not more than seven. Um, so Luis Palma or David Turnbull, none of you got it. Kenny still leads by one. Scott McKenna is at Nottingham Forest, both got it. Stephen Fletcher got a hat trick, both got it. Henrik Larsson's got more goals, both got it. And it didn't matter, but it's Germany or Italy that have got four men's World Cups. So Kenny nicks it by one. Oh, just been done with one again, Scott. But the two best performers on Beat the Pundit I was going to say Scott <laughs> My arithmetic tells man, me so. Oh so you don't mind then uh, I don't mind getting beat off Rangers man No it's not as bad my, my arithmetic tells me That if you can run Kenny Miller to within one And Andy Halliday to within one Phone on a Thursday 
and you'll probably win. <laughs> that would be I my advice to you. That would be my advice, all right? Uh, perfect. Good man, Scott. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you. Take care. You as well. Cheers, 01419511025. That is the number you need. Or you can tweet us at Clyde SSP. That's another one. What can you yep. say? Just roll on. Happy that. with that? One week to the next. Yeah, it's two in one week, actually. Yep. That's two in three course, days. Of course. Yeah, two in three days. Um, right. Let me play you some Brendan Rogers just because I like this story very much. And just in case you're wondering the content, it very much just came up out the blue. I mean, he obviously wasn't asked specifically um, about this person, so I, I do like it. Um, he has revealed that he once narrowly missed out on signing Declan Rice during his first spell at the club. Uh, again, the context is he was just kind of asked generally about you know the January window and can it be tough and can you try and get players in early? He says he won't be able to address everything he wants this month. I think ideally you'd want to to get them in. These can be complicated and uh, and the things can sometimes fall away that may have been there for three, four months. That's always the challenge. You know, it takes one injury from a player that was lined up to come in. You know, I, I remember when I was here the first time, we'd spent about three months looking at for Declan Rice to come in. Declan was all set to come in. And, and uh, then all of a sudden they had an injury and he stayed and got in the team and the rest is history. So, uh, and that's, that's not the club's fault. That's just the way it goes. So, uh, we, we, we have a number of positions that we want to prioritise, of course. There are positions that we won't be able to do anything until the summer. So I know that, but what I do know is that we want to, to improve the squad and the and the, the club are very happy to support that. See, you think you've heard it all. Yeah. You think there are no secrets. You think you know all about every piece of transfer business that nearly happened. Declan Rice was nearly a Celtic player. The biggest miss... Oh, I McGinn. knew you were going to I knew that was going to be your first response John McGinn, I said it again <laughs> I can sense uh, players that you just missed out on topic on tomorrow's show Brewing on the back well, of this you know, the, the ones uh, that got away As I say, it's a fabulous story Declan Rice who eventually goes on to cost Arsenal £100 million And he could have been a Celtic player um, But that's the fascination of the transfer market We've been talking about McKenna, Shankland and, you know, for me, the, the the biggest boob that Celtic ever made was missing out again. It's funny because I saw, like, social media social media is a cynical and unforgiving place, in case yes. you hadn't noticed. So when we, <laughs> we posted that clip of Brendan Rodgers saying that, and most of the responses were like, I write sort of thing, oh, is this another Brendan story? Is this the Clyde Tunnel all over it? That sort of stuff, but... To be fair, if we're talking 2018 or whatever, it's, it's not that unrealistic. It's not the Declan Rice of now, Kenny Miller. It's, it's perfectly plausible um, if, if you look at the time frame of it. Um, but there we go. It's a it's a, a one that got away, isn't it? Absolutely is. I mean, you look where he's went. I mean, that must that would have been just at the time he was probably coming through. And there you go. There's like loads of stories of, of that. Even, even guys that are supposed to be leaving clubs but a manager comes and they get injury I mean I think if, if I remember that right Alan Hutton was maybe leaving Rangers at one point and Walter come back in starts playing him and within a year or six months he's away to Tottenham for 10 million you know this is one where Declan Rice is a young player clearly at the time and no but we got a game for, for for West Ham and Brendan Rodgers and his, and his scouting team have obviously seen him play and thought he would do a good job for us gets injured gets in the team six years later he's a £100 million player What's the closest move that didn't happen that you ever had? Fiorentina, that, that January. I was supposed to go going to Fiorentina, yep. Uh, didn't fail through. Right at the last minute. Like, 
without you don't need to tell us every last yeah. detail. How, what when you say fall through is that well, on their was, part and your part? Well, I thought more they kind of they probably backed it a wee bit for right. one reason or another. I'd spoke to the manager. Uh, Who was the manager at the time? Anyone remember. we know? No, can't even remember. Actually, I'll look him up. Don't worry. Gilardino was the forward at the time. I was going to go and be playing up front with him. And Miller and Gilardino. Yeah. It's a good, it's a and, good uh, ring to. Yeah, just fell through right at that. It was big Lorenzo. Lorenzo was working on it. Right. He was doing a bit of work for Fiorentina at the time. That said, everything was agreed. Contract was agreed. Spoke to the manager. That purple strip would have suited you uh, as well. I could see it. Batistuta, Miller. Yeah. You know, see it's funny because I, I'd been up kind of half links to go to Italy a couple of times and I really felt it would have suited my game. So at that point, I thought, you know what, again, it was in that moment where I kind of knew at the end of that season I wasn't going to be... Apparently, producer Chris tells me it was the one I was hoping it was Mihailovic was the manager. Oh, what a player, what a man. He would have been to work under Florence, wouldn't have been a bad part of the world to live. So that that one you said you went to Turkey. Yeah, that's the one. There we go. That that transfer one there. Anyway, 0141951 1025. If you've got any Theories or questions? Theories was a strange thing for me to say there. I must have read the word theories. You got any questions or, or any, a lot of theories. any points <laughs> to be made on Declan Rice or any of that stuff we just played you or transfer window in general? I think it's a nice story to kind of feed into as well, Hugh. You know, the the sort of unpredictable nature of the transfer window. You know, it's maybe the bit that as fans you, you just don't care about. You're not interested if... You know, you you just want your team to be in control at all times, and it just it just can't be done. There's so many moving parts. I remember going to Easter Road Sunday afternoon, and there's a guy with an Alice band in his hair, and he passes the ball to Chick Charlie, and Chick Charlie <laughs> scores for Hibs. And the, the I feel about him. I coming back, and people said, "The boy with the hair band, he'll know day," and the, the boy with the hair band really did do. Uh, you know, it, it was twist of fate that Vim Janssen knew there was a breakout clause in the contract Henrik Larsson came here and well was he Celtic's best ever thing um, Darren thinks he's uncovered something and it shows you how bad my memory is were you asked two days ago on the same quiz what club Scott McKenna plays for don't think so no Darren thinks that you were but anyway um, right let's bring in never mind Darren still answer it right <laughs> let's bring on Andrew, who's got a question for Kenny. Hello. Hi, you all right? How are you doing, guys? Not bad, you? Uh, I'm really good. Hello to the panel. Hello, Hugh, Kenny. Hello, Hello. Andrew. I think it's getting a bit late for a happy new year, so I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just about in the, in the window. Is, is this the last day? Just say it quickly, and we'll move Hi. on. No, it's happy new year. Happy, new year, Andrew. <laughs> happy Easter, <Yeah>. Andrew. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, Hugh. <laughs> Um, no, it was a question for Kenny. I saw, obviously, social media is rife right now with uh, speculation and things like that and quotes that aren't quotes and you know, from players and things like that. And uh, I saw today, Lawrence Shanklin says, I want to play for Rangers, which he may do. He's a Rangers fan. And it may come to the point that, you know, we've heard of before when a player pushes for a move. And obviously that can come to fruition when if Rangers put in a bid of... X amount at that point a player can say well okay uh, I've got the opportunity to go and play and double my wages or give me a four year contract I want to go the the valuation that Rangers have or Hearts have or whoever it is is well far apart so I just wanted to ask Kenny because I'm sure it must have happened to him before because 
He's had more clubs than I've had hot dinners. I'm only kidding, Kenny. Um, well, you might be right, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I like a salad. Um, uh, see, when, see, when it comes to that, when uh, there is a bid there in the, the club that you play for, obviously you're contracted for, they have a valuation for you, but you're saying, look, well, my life is going to change completely here. How much like, clout or influence does the players want to move have in bringing the two figures together in the negotiation for that? Or is it none at all? You know what, what, what I would no say player is, power. I think if you're in if you're in the right club and, and you've got kind of the right people there, then you can have a say in it. But ultimately, the club have got every right to ask for for whatever fee they feel is, is appropriate and, and, and value you at because you're their player again Lawrence's situation has got 18 months left he's committed to a contract Hearts have been good with him and gave him the contract so but if the relationship's there you can work but they still need to get agreeing on a price you know and again we're talking about one and a half million two million is that, is that enough I mean you look probably not if you look at what players have moved for in our league years and years ago I, I, I think Three million, four million. I mean, listen, Hearts could ask for whatever they want. They've got the top scorer in the league. They've got their captain. They're going to have to pay. And at this moment, if if they can smell that Rangers mm. are really, really wanting them, then that can just drive it up. But as I think well. but Andrew's asking, yeah. them, can the player do? No, anything? listen, no, listen. You, you can throw the dummy out. You can you can put the toys out the pram. You can say, well, I'm not going to play. Listen, there's only one winner. In fact, you know what? There's no winner in that. The player ends up not playing. The club are not getting the services. So I think you, if you've got a good relationship with, with the club and they're not that far apart, then I think you can... There's always going to be a I, deal to be done. But you I, can't put... Let, let, let you me can't just, down tools. I want to try and ask Andrew a bit more. So, Andrew, are you asking because you think Lauren Shanklin might be saying to Hearts or would say to Hearts, look, you're going to need to drop that asking price. I want to go to wherever. Well, I think if I was put myself in the position that's why I wanted to ask Kenny because I'm mm-hmm. sure he's been in the position where a bid's come in and he's wanted to move and the, the the club are saying no no they've not met the asking price so he can't move so he has to go back to I don't know his family or whatever and go right okay well I'm not getting that move because the club won't budge so if you look at the Lauren Shanklin situation I'm sure his wages would go up quite considerably so you're you're talking about say a million quid in discretion between the two clubs, but over four years could that make him a million quid? I that, would. You where know, he can go, you know, that, that's your take. No, I don't know what you mean. Me. Yeah, yeah. I, I would stand stand to be corrected, and I frequently am. But <laughs> I I doubt if Lord Shanklin came out today and said I want to play for Rangers. Lord Lord Shanklin's on his holidays just now. Yeah. You, you do see these things, and, and he would also, you know. He knows it's a delicate situation and if you start to stir it up like that then who knows where it ends and I think as the Hearts captain he would know himself intuitively that it would be disrespectful to the club the Hearts fans to come out with a public statement like that what will be will be and in the transfer Mm. window you know it will take care of itself but I very much doubt that Lauren Shankland came out today and said, I want to no, play for Rangers. I don't think there's any chance of it. But the, so Kenny, does that only go so far? A player generally, you know, you'll get one so proper spit the dummy, yep. but as Hugh says, his heart's captain, he's doing pretty well for the 10th time tonight. There is a Euros in the summer, so it's it's not like him, and I know what Andrew's saying because there is the chat, it could be kind of life changing yep. money, it could be the last big move, but. I don't think staying at Hearts is like this disaster all in for him. That that's not the way he's going to be seen, is it? Listen, I don't think it will be. Uh, 
and you've already seen Hearts are apparently going to be offering them a new contract exactly, so yeah. they're going to be again that they're willing to commit even more money and a longer contract to him because they recognise the asset that he has what the, the first phase of this is Rangers actually declaring their there is genuine interest, putting a bid on the table and working for there. At that point, Lauren Shanklin's got every right to be saying to Stephen Naismith or anybody else in the board, I would like to go, I would like this move to happen. For everything that Andrew's just said, you know, whether he's a fan or not, again, I don't know. There is going to be obviously a bigger contract on the table. He's got an opportunity to go and win things, play again in, in, in Europe after Christmas for, uh, for Rangers. You know, he's got that right when it happens. Until then, it is all really just speculation. But in terms of, mm. can, could he force it? Listen, you, you can try, but for me, there's only going to be one winner at that stage. Well, like I say, there's probably not going to be a winner because he's going to end up staying yeah. if, 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 if they're that far apart. So club are not going to be happy. They're not going to be getting the right services and the player won't be happy either. Keep the calls coming. I can see some of you are answering my plea. Come on, lower league fans. We don't give you enough of your time. I'm sure that's what many of you say. I can see some starting to get in touch. We can do that. We've got a full-time teaser as well and I'll give that to the pundits after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans are here at so 141951 It is the number you need. And let me give you guys, before we go any further, let me give you this question. The full time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride. Slat wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. <sighs> this guy sends a lot of questions in, and the reason he does it is so that I have to keep saying his name. It's, it's every night. It's it Gordon DL's unusually long nose. Um, sent this question in, excluding loanies. Can you name the last six? So it's three from Celtic and three from Rangers who played at least one game for the club in two different spells. So the last three from Celtic and the last three from Rangers, who basically played for the club in two separate spells. McGregor? Yes, Alan McGregor. Okay. Hugh, would you hazard a guess at any? Two spells. Who's it? two spells at Celtic or two spells at Rangers? Kyle Laffey He's not in Rangers last three no. Would you believe wow. No yeah, very, Rangers are very recent Celtics are a bit more of a spread Ryan Christie No He was a loan Not including loans yet So properly like Played Signed permanently Left Permanently Came back I can't actually think of any for Celtic There you go Yeah but the Celtic's definitely harder I mean, two. What about Mikey Johnson? No, it's just a loan. <laughs> Think about it, because it's quite a quite a statement that to properly, you know, leave entirely and then oh, get brought back. Steve Davis. Okay, we'll leave it there. So we'll see how we get on. You can play along at home, chuck in some answers, see how you get on, and if you want to actually use your question here, your question used on the show, it's an email full time at Clyde One dot com. John. Is a Falkirk fan. Oh, come Hold on. on. <laughs> Our producer John is a Falkirk fan and never yeah, shuts up about Falkirk. You're not him, are you? No, I'm not. No, I'm glad to speak to the panel. How's and the you. Panel tonight? All good, good, John. I good did John. say 
What should we be looking out for in the lower leagues? It has to be Falkirk, does it not? Uh, it has to be Falkirk. 23 <laughs> games undefeated, hopefully 24 on Saturday. I just wanted to see what the panelists' thoughts are on the first division and how we're performing. Well, you cannot quibble with that bold statistic. 23 played, no defeats. That's a, an outstanding effort. You're playing the Palmerston Pep tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he will be very keen to disrupt that record because it will look good on his record. But I have an overwhelming feeling that uh, Falkirk are just too strong for Queen of the South. Sorry, Marv. Uh, I mean, sorry, that's the best news he could get is hearing yeah, that you've tipped against probably, him. Probably, probably. However, you hear about, hear about him last weekend? Nope. Didn't even milk it that much. Full Aka for you last yeah, weekend. Five out of five, yeah. Every Is result that? in the top flight predicted correctly. Yeah, brilliant. Including a Hibs draw with Motherwell at Easter Road. The whole, the whole um, shebang. I, be- I, th- I mean, the only unbeaten team in Britain. I think, John, yeah. is that correct? Without a doubt, yes. Uh, I'm just, uh, as I agree, that our squad at the moment, strength and depth of the squad's really great. John McGlynn's doing a great job at the moment. And uh, again, we don't often talk about the lower leagues and this is opportunity because obviously it's not the the Premiership playing this weekend and it's just I think fans need to get out there we've got big support and just again just hear the fans the the, the board the board the panel's view yeah. on the on the team oh, there he is. His, his namesake's chipped in now you can what stats better right the only unbeaten team in Britain uh, producer John now says there are f- only five teams in Europe unbeaten and Falkirk are one yeah. I don't know what I'm sounds better I like it. only undefeated yeah. team in Britain Kenny you've spent a short period there of course um, they, this is all against the backdrop and I know John the two Johns will, will know this is it's a club that has to get out of League One like remarkable that it's, it's taken so long um, and it now really looks like they've got it all together and are, and are going to do it convincingly yeah well they've it got it's really promising yeah yeah yeah, they've got a grip on that league now. You see, I mean, the stats there in terms of unbeaten, but scoring a lot of goals as well. Forty, I think they're the top scorers out with the top flight. I think only Rangers and Celtic have scored more than them. Uh, scoring a lot of goals every time I check the result as well. They are they're absolutely flying, and now with a game in hand, they could go, they could go eight points clear. You know, so this this could be the by the way for this position probably should be a lot of work still to be done for John and the and the players. But uh, again, John, it's another John, John McGlynn. I've <laughs> still got a lot of work to go, uh, half a season. But they've put themselves in a wonderful position, and I mean, I'm, I'm hoping this would be their Falkirk need to be up the leagues. There's no doubt about it. Uh, lovely stadium obviously it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's too big a club for that league but they have been in it too long but this could be the year John is the is the football as good as the stats? Well pretty exciting sometimes we have to grind results out but as a I mean as a good team if you play badly and you still get the results that's what's most important get the results at the end of the day So who should um, we look out for tomorrow in your team? Cal, Cal, Calvin Miller to me and Callum Morrison are, are really great players and they're great to watch. Um, really creative players and they, they're the ones to watch out for tomorrow, without a doubt. Yeah, I know it's Callum Morrison trying to hit double figures tomorrow. Ross McKeever the same. Um, it, Hugh, I, I, don't all, I don't always like labouring this stuff because ultimately the great thing about football is a meritocracy and yeah. you are where, where you deserve to be. So I always think like, oh, X team is too big for that level or whatever. I mean, who cares? You don't, you don't win the games, you don't win them. But... I think um, you, you do look at Falkirk and, and the sort of length of time and, and I think it's you know it looks like this will be the time that the, the step back to the championship takes place. Yeah, I mean, John and I are 
men of a certain vintage and I remember, you know, Falkirk were a big club in this country uh, and it was sad to see the, the the decline in recent years, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, John will savour the memory of Simon Stainrod there and the, the, all the, the, the great stuff that went on at Falkirk, I, I can remember them uh, when Alec Totten was the manager there, terrific side. They, they ought to be in a much higher place than they are, John. I'm sure that's what excites you I just wonder how, how excited producer John is in the office through there knowing that he's finally getting the, the airtime <laughs> that he's craved. Yeah. Well, he, tries to, he tries to shoehorn Falkirk into every Beat the Pundit question. Apparently he's on the telly tomorrow. Oh, don't you want to give that away? Just He's, he's sending me, it's glorious. He's sending me messages in capital letters with exclamation marks and all sorts. He's, I think he's, he's about five seconds away from coming in here and stealing your <laughs> mic. Hugh Keevens. Who's your best player? Who, the, the, I, don't, I don't mean in this team. Who, who was your greatest Falcon oh. player of all time, John? Simon Sainrod, I would reckon. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a seasoned ego holder and he's just been immense. You know, I mean, I was immense at the time. I mean, we've had a lot of good players over the years. Um, I like Colin Samuel. He was so creative. We don't get many players like Colin Samuel now oh. in the leagues that would just run with the ball and score at will. So these type of players are what, what I think well, missing at the moment. Enjoy your weekend, John. I'm glad you took the time. We asked and we got always looking to try and shine a light. I know that this gets dominated, this show, by, well, certainly Glasgow's big two and then the rest of the top flight. So um, nice to have a wee look at what lies in store this weekend. With that in mind, for the first time, I think all night, has, it just been, has every caller been called John? No, we managed to no, squeeze a Scott, Andrew and, and a Scott Scott and, right, and a Billy. Billy. Uh, we found a Gordon out there. Um, great name, of course. He's an East Kilbride. How are you, Gordon? I'm fine. How's you doing tonight, guys? Good. What else should we be looking out for this weekend? Big one is just tomorrow, Derby tomorrow alone. League East Kilbride versus Cali Braves. Who's at home? Ride. Not far that is it Strathclyde Park Just up the Up the expressway Kenny You know that well yep. That is a local derby East Kilbride have been Going well Gordon lost In Boxing yeah, no, Dale Didn't he East Kilbride's at home Tomorrow against Cali yep. Braves at Park. Um, Yeah we lost 3-1 against Albion Rovers um, I don't know Fair play Albion Rovers On the day They came with a game plan And they worked it But you know We've got to continue that At the top of the league But hopefully We'll get a crowd tomorrow It's Lanarkshire derby um, You know Guys, thanks for the opportunity. You know. I can almost recycle that conversation though about Falkirk, Gordon, and you know, all right, is this the year that they finally get out of League One? Is this the year that East Kilbride finally get out of the Lowland League? Because they've obviously had a few, a few close uh, runs at it. Yeah, hopefully, Gordon. I think you're looking over your shoulder at basically, you know, um, if you had to look at the Lowland League, you know, look at Trinent. East Kilbride have not played Trinent in the league this year. Trinent have got two games in hand they're probably closest rivals you're looking at who's doing well in the Highland League speaking of doing well they're top with a game mm -hmm. in hand and then unfortunately you're looking at the bottom of the second division as well do you look at the team in free fall unfortunately that's been Elgin over the last mm -hmm. couple of seasons but Clyde are down there as well unfortunately it's just the way you know the league runs now somebody's going out of playoff somebody might come down out of the league and it's you know, it's it's no nice for long established Scottish clubs to come out of the league. You know, what, what, you know, East Stirling, things like that. But what Clyde might do that you can't do, I suspect Clyde might be bankrolled sufficiently well to get players in in January. He's got they're not shy at bringing in new bodies, Gordon, are they? Put it right in the spot because they've got Alan Maitland back in. You know, he was here before. They've brought Ian McCall back in, old hand. You know what I mean? They are so many points adrift, but I would say who's. 110% agree on what you've seen there Yeah um, 
And the great thing is, you're, so you're managed by Mick Kennedy, who's been in here before. Yeah. Your assistant manager, Simon Ferry, when he's not feeding spicy chicken wings to Gordon DL and Mark Wilson, is yeah. obviously in there as well. Um, that challenge has actually been put to all these big fans now as well. It's disturbing, honestly, to if see. You, if you made that. the SPFL, Gordon, yes. what potential support is there in a, a place like East Kilbride? I think if we got there, I think there'd be more fans come out. You know, we've got the diehard fans just now. We've got a very noisy group of youngsters that come on every home game and support the team. Um, and as you hurt there earlier on, there has been a few attempts. You know, first time they won the league, got beat the Cowden Beast in the, in the playoffs. The next time when the league, we came against a very well organised Cove Rangers team who came up. Um, if this season is, which I hope it is, um, I would hope that the town would turn out and follow a league club. Because yeah. what's the, what's the stat? I've just what what is the what is the great fact? What East Kilbride are the biggest? Yes, biggest biggest town biggest town. I mean, it's certainly in Scotland. Uh-huh. I can't remember if it stretches beyond that. Biggest town in Scotland who've never had a top flight football team. I think that's yes. the that's the fact. It's something like yeah, that. It might even be more dramatic than that. It's the um, funny thing. You, you have to grow a history. East Kilbride are trying to grow a history. Yes. Uh, Clyde are trying to regain a history. You know, they, yeah. they, they don't want to drop out of the SPFL first time ever. And that's why they'll, they'll yeah. move heaven and earth. But good Just luck to you, Gordon. Gordon, does a day like tomorrow, when there is no premiership, does do does the Lowland League, and does it feel that knock-on effect? Will the crowd be bigger tomorrow, ultimately, is what I'm asking? Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. But it's a, Gordon, it's a very competitive league that's getting um, a lot bigger and a lot more competitive. And if you just look around... Close to use, I would say, you know, the teams from the West Scotland League mm-hmm. have a playoff end this season, you know, and I would say watch Clyde Bank. Oh, you don't need to tell Bank. this guy. Yeah. This guy you was know. out with, he had flares and everything for Clyde, <laughs> and I don't mean on his legs last season you for know, Clyde Bank. Uh, they have a playoff against South of Scotland, East of Scotland, yep. you know, um, you know, and I, I would say Clyde Bank's ambitions, looking at them, are to get into the lonely and Lonely and who knows what happens from there. So there's other teams around you need to watch, but it's becoming a very competitive league. Good man, Gordon. Thank you very much. That was Gordon thank on the line, telling you to get along to East Kilbride against Cali Braves uh, in the Lowland League tomorrow. Of course, the low, the lower leagues will take the spotlight with no Premiership. Still time for you to talk transfers, though, or any of the big teams. We can do that again after the break. How are you two faring? Um, excluding loans Can you name the last Three Celtic And three Rangers Who've played For the clubs In two separate spells Alan how, McGregor Stephen Davis How far back Are we going with the Celtic one We're actually going back Quite a bit For the for the last Celtic one Leon Balogun Yeah there you go So it's full house On the Rangers ones Anything at all On the Celtic Charlie Mulgrew No No, no. Sean Maloney Yes Okay and we'll get The other two Next Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are on the home straight with Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller. We've still got work to do on the phones. We're going to bring in Graham in just a second. Um, let's revisit this teaser tonight. Can you name the last three from Celtic and three from Rangers who've played for the clubs in separate spells? So, Sean Maloney is your only Celtic answer so far. Rangers, you've done Leon Balogun, Alan McGregor, Steve Davis. Two more Celtic to get. My old pal, Andy Walker. Andy Walker, he's on there, of course he is. Uh, I had a tweet in from 
Stuart Miller who says Defo Is that my Sh- brother? It might be It's your brother called Stuart is he? I don't think He's um, called B-Boy That is in Bahoy No, no. So it can't be. Definitely not um, Defo Charlie Nicholas He says But I reckon time frame wise Andy Walker's second spell ended Just after Charlie Nicholas's Didn't it? So that's probably why Andy Walker um, Would be in there uh, which means one more Celtic we need before the end Graham And I've been kind of hoping for one of these to be honest Graham Because you're a Hearts fan And in Glasgow we're doing that thing Where it's as if Celtic and Rangers They can just have their merry way And pluck Lauren Shankland if they wish How does it feel from a Hearts perspective? Um, frustrating But I get it I kind of wish the window would shut now Because I've got about <laughs> four or five weeks left of this oh, There's a long way to go Oh, there is. Um, but I genuinely, maybe it's been blind optimism, I don't think Shankland will leave in January. Now, we don't have to sell him. He's got 18 months left in his contract. And from by all accounts, he's happy at Hearts. He's the captain, he's scoring loads of goals. He knows how important he is to Hearts. We don't have to sell him. I keep hearing folks saying, oh, he needs to hand in a transfer request. I've never got the impression that Shankland's that type of person. I think he's genuinely happy at Hearts. He wants to go on that plane to Germany as well. He knows how important it is to Hearts and the fans. I just don't think he's going to leave. And I think to say that he needs to he needs to hand on a transfer request and go to Rangers, I just think it's nonsense, to be honest. I think, like I said, maybe it's blind optimism, but I don't think he'll go in January. I really don't. It's a complex one because does anyone know for sure that Philippe Clement wants Lauren Shackle? Oh, to you at this stage of the season. We don't worry about small details <laughs> like that. Come I'll on. just throw it in there. Also... Making it complex And I, I understand Graham And his affection for Hearts But Lauren Shanklin Graham Could earn more money Than Hearts could possibly offer him If he went to One of the old firm Or uh, An English championship side And at the end of the day That's what he's in the game to do He's a professional And he's trying to maximise his earnings So it's very very complex situation Hearts could make him the highest paid Hearts player of all time and then we'd have to see if that satisfied his ambitions I just I'm just having a wee laugh at that that Graham saying about handing this transfer request because it's like you have visions of players walking up with this bit of paper slapping it and Stephen I can just tell you I want to go you know like that's what will happen if if, like you say Philippe Clement identified Shankland is the guy that he wants to target. I guess this could be the guy that's going to score between now and then, seeing 50 to 20 goals, and it could potentially bring a league title back to Ibrox. He needs to go and put the bid in, and then Lauren Shankland will. Mm. Listen, he'll want to go. I've absolutely no doubt about it. But uh, but Graham's right. Hearts, I said it before, they hold the cards. They've got the contract. Yeah. The player's playing, he's the captain. How, they don't have to sell. How important is what third place means now, Graham? Because it, it, it's not the same as it used to, and it was actually your. Chief exec that sort of opened my eyes to this. I remember going and interviewing Andrew McKinley once, and he explained that third place, if you can get that guaranteed group stage football, which we still have for this season, I believe, you're looking at a sort of minimum, I think, of an extra six million pounds. How much does that change things? Because if you're a, a mid to lower table Scottish Premiership team and you don't really have much faith you're going to finish third, you would sell Lauren Shankland for a million and a half, two million. But does this change that? 100% it does, and I think third place is massive for us. And let's be honest, Shanklin right now is a difference between finishing third and not. And I think it's too simplistic to say that if Rangers come in for him, he will go. I don't think it's as easy as that. I genuinely think Shanklin's happy at hearts, and I know that we are actively trying to get him signed on a long-term contract. 
But listen, I don't know if Shankland will sign that or not. But the simple fact is, he still has 18 months left in his contract. We have no need to sell him. And again, he's the captain of hearts. He's scoring a lot of goals. He's got 29 goals in 2023. We don't have to sell him. Mm-hmm. And getting third, getting third place is massive. Listen, I, I get the whole Glasgow thing. Like, you know, going to Rangers and Celtic. I, I completely get that. But I think it's too simplistic to say that if Rangers put in a bid, then he will go. I genuinely don't believe that. Now, again, I've said it already. Maybe it's just me being blind optimism. But I just don't get the impression that Shankland wants to go and that he will go. I don't think you're blindly optimistic because it, it's it's thought out and you're talking about the importance of third and Hart's financial situation and, and all that sort of stuff. You're confident he'll be here in January. Does that confidence extend to next season or does this seem like one that it just makes it would make more sense and just do it in the summer? I don't think my confidence would extend quite that far, but for January, I think he will definitely stay. And the thing is as well, the thing about Shankland as well, and I've said this previously to a couple of mates and stuff as well, the problem with losing Shankland is he is very difficult to replace. You cannot replace a goal scorer like that, and that would be the hardest part for me if we lost him. But I, I just don't think it will happen in January. Maybe I'll phone back in a few weeks. I haven't been wrong, but I just don't. I just don't think he will go in January. That's my general thought. Fine with me, Graham. Thank you very much, Graham and Pennycook, giving us the hearts angle, which I do think we've needed in this discussion. So thank you once again to Graham on 01419511025. Uh, we are on Twitter as well. Kevin McHugh's tweeted one in, and would you believe, right? See, because we are so in the, we we get knee deep in the stories of the day and the debates and whatever ref is. Annoyed everybody that weekend I'm not sure this has actually ever come up on this show It says, because we were talking about transfers earlier I'd love to hear Kenny Miller's story Of when he first heard of Celtic interest Being a former Rangers player And same again When he had the chance to go back to Rangers I don't think we've ever discussed that on this show Probably not What, what don't have time on that, that like, like, You know, listen What it was at the time I mean, I've, I've spoke about it many a time No, no on the show mm. But I was at Wolves, I was on the free transfer, I was coming out uh, coming out of contract and there was a lot of interest at that time. I'd started the season pretty well. I was just off the back of scoring that goal against Italy at Hamden and then following up with a double in Norway. So I, I was in, in pretty good form and there was a lot of opportunities there. But at that time, it was the only kind of concrete opportunity to, to sign it surprise a contract. You? Surprised to hear that interest just uh, because of well, this m- rivalry and maybe. all that stuff? Maybe, but again, I always look at at that time. I'd, I was at, I'd been at Rangers for a year. I was a young player. I then left, obviously, after that year, initially on loan to go to Wolves, and you know, I never really. Listen, I think I played about thirty five, thirty six appearances that season. Played Champions League, you know, played old firm games, but uh, it never really impacted the club the way I would have wanted right. to. And then I was away, you know. So I think uh, surprise, surprise, maybe a, a little bit, but it's one of these things when, for me anyway, when any kind of interest came along for any club, you know, you, you listen to it, you see what it is. For me, I had a certain a set of circumstances off the field as well, which, which it fitted, but it was an opportunity ultimately to play for a team that were going to win trophies or have a chance to win trophies, get another taste at the Champions League. I had one game for Rangers, it was that Monaco game mm-hmm. that scored after a couple of minutes, so it gives you a hunger for it and you want to play at the highest level. So that was everything that, that, that fed into it, you know. Going back to Rangers was a bit tougher. No, no, in terms of the decision, but I think for what was going on the outside noise. That's the harder bit. The going back to Rangers because there was, there was. I remember watching a yeah, game. I was at Derby, and I was sitting with Stephen Pearson. We were in the line. I think it was Rangers were playing Motherwell, and there was vocal opposition. They going back to Rangers. So, what do you mean from from fans? All right, sorry, a, a, yeah, actually yeah. at the game. 
so like, I and mean, we were. I remember watching a game, and I heard like, like people were in messaging me and phoning me after. But you see, for me, the fans it, chanting that, were they? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, that. so yeah, it was. Uh, you can stick. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was. Uh, but you know what? See, for me, it was like that kind of stuff never phased me, and it was Walter Smith. That was I was hell. just going to say, did, obviously, the managerial change at Rangers. Is yeah. that where your mindset maybe shifted then at that point? Well, I think it became like did I think I would go back to Rangers after that? And it wasn't really, but then I moved to, to Derby at the end of that one season with Celtic, and then it did become clear that there was a potential that I could have went back, and I could have maybe done it in the January, but because I'd played for Celtic mm. at the start of that season and I was at Derby, you can't play for the three teams, so of course. it went. Uh, Kevin, I've realised I probably should have asked that question an hour ago, because I think we could have uh, we could have <laughs> delved a lot deeper, but maybe we'll get back to it at some point. You need to give me one more in the teaser, though. Yeah, I'm toiling. So you've had your spells, but we're looking for a guy who's had two Celtic spells, 2010 to 2017, and then 2018 to 2019. So a weird one, didn't leave for long. So you have like undeniably played yeah, against this absolutely. guy numerous times. Left back. You've probably forgotten Thank he came God. back. Left back? Mm-hmm. Initials. <laughs> oh. He's from Honduras. Oh, it's oh. not easy, Gary. It is. It's the Tico it back. Gary came back. Yeah, you came back. There you go. There you go. Uh, thank you, Hugh and Kenny. Really enjoyed that tonight. A good bit of transfer speculation. Uh, a nice look ahead to the weekend as well, because we're not going anywhere. We are here throughout the winter break, looking forward to shining a spotlight on the lower leagues tomorrow. And let's be honest, I'm sure Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL will have lots of interesting discussion for us that have probably got nothing to do with football anyway. So make sure you join us from 2 o'clock tomorrow and in the meantime, GBX is up next.